0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's BYTE.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with BYTE.
1: I was getting really weepy and sentimental about meeting you in Iceland three years ago. Aww. And was trying to also remember the name of the crazy geothermal river we hiked into. oh and shit. I bet well, there was I, a I y it. and an I and a K in the name. I'm Pretty, just gonna guess it. Yes, it was called Rick Jadler. Rick uh. Rick Jodler, I think, or something like that. Um because I had to like go on, you know, Google Maps and I was like going through the towns and like zooming. And I was like, that's not it because like our photos geotagged the wrong city because i think it was just we were close to a city but we were in the middle of nowhere right um so i had to look up you know what that was called or whatever and i was just like i'm trying to figure out if i can get back there this summer even oh, if i go yeah. alone and scream into a volcano you know i'm not going to do that for Dude, a sad reason this year. I want to do if, it joyfully. If we went back to Iceland, I would
0: 100% like rent a camper van and like drive yes. over the whole island. Like I, I,
1: that's like, I don't want to
0: be tethered to like the city, to Reykjavik, which is a lovely place. I'm not like, you know, it's amazing, but I want to like, it
1: once. I want to see the bulk of the island. I want to see the fishing villages. I mm-hmm. want to see all the thermal pools. I want to see a fjord. I want to see the,
0: like, the crazy towers that have, like, been carved out by, like, ice melt and wind, and they look, like, perfectly, like, carved out, like, huge pillars. I want to see that.
1: I was having, like, (sighs) a should I go find myself by getting lost in Iceland for 10 days. I love it. Slash... (laughs) <laughs> you know I won't come home. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely discuss. The, my my fear is discovering a little too much and being mm. like, why the fuck do I live in L.A.? You know, I'll bring Wait my. Wait pod- a minute. Do you <laughs> mean trolls? <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring my podcasting equipment oh with me, but I, I might never return.
0: All right, all right. Well, you guys, welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace.
1: And I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. Dreaming of a destination to get to. It's been way too long. Yeah, way too I, long.
0: I, I I don't I don't know what to do because the prices of airline tickets are so high.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it depends where you want to go. I, you know, oh, I don't,
0: we were like, let's go to Chicago for like five days and see our oh. pals. It's been a couple of years, and Southwest is like, yeah, that'll be eight hundred dollars a ticket. I'm, You're like, Southwest, I, when, since when have you ever sold
1: anything for eight hundred dollars? Southwest, yeah,
0: yeah. And then then they're like, oh, on Spirit we can do it for five hundred, babe. And then you just want to um uh cut yourself.
1: You know, yeah, because he's the painting surface. Those add-ons will get you. It'll end up being an eight hundred dollars <laughs> Spirit Airlines ticket by the
0: time. Uh, speaking of add-ons, hey, have, are you guys <laughs> listening to add-ons? Like it's- we talk about if you like add-ons on add-ons, but we don't ask you if you like add-ons on side work. So yeah, are you guys listening? Do you like it? Have you done a rating or a review, or do you have a topic you want us to conquer? Um, I'm having a ton of fucking fun nerding yeah. out.
1: Yep. It's nerdy. It's fun. It's us. It's like it's the best way to put it. It's us really doing our research and not just blathering um opinions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <You> still get- <laughs> I mean, I still have a stance on things. I sure do. <laughs> It's it's just uh it's yeah, it's it's the closest um we're getting to reaching like, you know, giving like NPR mood, you know, but mm-hmm. still being us. We mm-hmm. curse and we swear and totally, totally. Every time I try and swing
0: NPR, Brooke fucking shoots me down so uh, she's always like,
1: just talk like normal asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll come out of the gates like today and you're like, hello, it's Andrea. Welcome to Add hey, On right <laughs> it.
0: You know why it is? It's because I'm hungover.
1: Um, oh, you know what? I can tell by the way you sit. You sit differently when you're hungover.
0: You kind of. <laughs> I'm just like. is it?
1: You're a little tipped be, over. Is it
0: because I'm laying down and doing the podcast right that, now? Is that what your it tell. is? That's uh. your tell. <laughs> hmm yeah, I I had some, I was like, oh, I'll be hung over for Cinco de Mayo.
1: You know How what about I mean? that?
0: Because mm-hmm, today is Cinco de Mayo, the day that we're recording. Uh, so tomorrow when the podcast comes out, maybe more people will be hung over listening to this. But I'm mm. hung over now.
1: You're commiserating in advance like you planned right. it. Got it. Right. Right, C. for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're swinging. But you know what I did have last night when I got home? Okay, so we went to this new Spanish bar in uh, Silver Lake called Bar Maruno, which was really lovely. Nice. And I was drinking strawberry fucking spritzes. They were so good. Ooh, it, yummy, yummy tinned fish at, in situations. Oh, and like, okay. Marinated olives. We had the smoked salmon martini, which is like the best. Like the most tasty, dirtiest martini, maybe ever. Wait, was
1: Catherine Spire's just there, and then you copied? Uh, no, we've been wanting to go. For I don't a while. mean like, you know, but like got inspired, oh. got inspired, oh, No, copied, I didn't know that she
0: had gone. No, no, no. We were just trying to. Uh, nope, nope, nope. But um. So we got home because we had had a few drinks, and I was like, "We should, we're like, we should go home because we can't stay out anymore because we have to be responsible." But we still wanted to drink, and I was like, "Hey, I have like strawberry brandy, and I have some April and I've got some low-fi teeth." At home and I, I kind of like copied the recipe and like from, you know, I, I put it in my memory. It burned into my memory and I added some um, of the sweet vermouth to it with a ton of fresh Ooh. lemon and shook that over ice and then poured kava on top of it. And God damn it, that vermouth like made it
1: that low nice. sweet vermouth. And now we've got a... a- Podcasting host who's laying down on the Mm -hmm. job. Mm -hmm. We're not really, folks. Not really, folks.
0: Um, it's nice to be able to tell the tell you know because I lived I lived through it and actually I feel better by the minute just being in your presence and chatting about Thanks. the service industry Brooke I'm like so, a nice I'm a nice bomb I'm a nice hangover bomb. yeah it's real good stuff I also ate a quarter of a Xanax and that definitely is kicking in currently
1: I hate to say, I mean there's a reason they're called you know like mother's little helper mm-hmm. uh, it's very hard to do all your housework after you drank yourself to sleep the mm-hmm. night before because you're in a loveless marriage on the night 1950s uh this is also you know but this is what they would give to people in you know fucking rock stars on tour because of all the fucking blow and partying and a hangover the little i hate to say it that's why it's a slippery slope so you have a little bite of zanny mm-hmm. every once in a while now that's a now that's Total a hangover joke. bomb but i if just you, had
0: too many splitses i know but it really <laughs> it helps
1: with the tummy and it helps with the anxiety
0: yeah, it's good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Let's And it's like I haven't, like, worked a million fucking shifts hungover, like, pouring more alcohol for people. I can get through this goddamn podcast. You like, can champion. do it. We're going. I'm ready. Let's jump into some headlines, huh? Okay. Shall we? Okay. Okay. Great. First one, this is an interesting uh, article from The Takeout. Talking about fast food. We fucking love fast food stories on the show. I we, can't get enough of it. I think it's almost every episode we
1: hit on it. Yeah, you know?
0: there's a lot of fun stuff happening Um, that experts are saying that they think fast food will ditch meat forever eventually, uh, which is interesting. So last month, Burger King embarked on its most ambitious meatless pursuit to date, um, which was a hundred percent vegan menu trial Uh, at a high-traffic storefront in London, right, of all places. And it was like a smashing success, baby. Real, Yeah. yeah. So um, Burger King now has set a a goal from this to have a 50% meatless menu in all stores by 2030. Um, But, you know, with the way things are going, uh, the price of meat, uh, it's not a very great industry as far as being, eth- I think the ethics of it, like the factory farming and then just like the way things are fucking going with like climate change. I don't know how well m- there's been talk forever about how much longer we'll be able to have like the protein provided for us to consume anyway.
1: Right. You know, like buckle up for 2030 when we're eating mealworm burgers you Mm know um Mm -hmm. to get our protein but okay so yes on paper this actually sounds like a great idea because a lot of the other elements of fast food is very like kind of it's about it just tasting really yummy and fast it's like I never was like oh I'm gonna go for the high quality mystery meat you know right and they're making such good good vegan options at this time and place that you're like, if you get it to taste like whatever the fuck a tiny little McDonald's burger patty tastes like, right? it's like I'm in it for the convenience, the greasiness. It's let's be real. The chemicals that are part of the magic and I think that would be – well, because it can also keep costs down. I saw someone tweet the other day as well because, like, you know, the beef shortage and the inflation on that is hitting restaurants, whether you're fast food or fine dining. But someone was like, okay, so I guess fast food for a family of four is $54. Mm -hmm. We're cooking at home from now on. You Mm -hmm. know, like, fuck my life. Like, so – We're going to see a shortage. We need to question how much meat we actually need to be consuming. But then Mm -hmm. it's just really going to come. Like, here's the thing. We keep finding out. not going to. I'm not about to make a comparison of our female reproductive rights to big uh, meat (laughs) and fast food. But the majority of people would agree this is a good idea. But it's going to be the meat farming lobbyists who have right. huge deals yeah. with fast food who are never going to let up. They're yeah. going to burn this planet to the ground to right. sell and cows, to it's mash all them up.
0: And then they're going to get the Christians riled up and be like, they're trying to take your meat away from your God-fearing hands. And then they're they, going to be barking and these, protests are going to
1: happen. These baby killers and it's like, well, which is it? You know, I thought we're child molesters. So wouldn't we want to be having lots of babies right, so that right, we can molest right, them because right. we're libtards?
0: Plus, technically, all chickens that we eat are young chickens. So you're killing baby chickens to eat your chicken. It is a lot to it. Oh, yeah. We're 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 a there's little a lot sorry. To it. Our, anyway, our logic is there's all There's a lot place going right on. There's a lot to unpack this week, guys. But uh, I like the
1: idea. Like like you can kind of walk away from a fast food experience feeling satiated mm-hmm. um, and kind of not hating yourself because you mm-hmm. ate a vegan burger that tasted like Look, yummy junk food.
0: I have eaten Impossible Whoppers, and they're they're not terrible. They're just as terrible as regular Whoppers. You know, I love in a, a Whopper. Way. Yeah, Whoppers are fine, Whopper but, Junior, baby. You know, th- but then you know, there's there's less uh, cross contamination that would be happening right. ultimately, which is a good thing. But my whole thing is like, where's like where's all this protein, vegan protein being sourced and coming from? Because Impossible is still like Monsanto bullshit. It's still like not a great like it's a better choice, but it's not. It's still like not it's not healthy. But again, you know? and nobody to-
1: said that, you know. Mm-hmm. That, that was never their promise. They were yeah. just like, it's not meat. And that's all we're going to say. Um, right, right. Like anything, if you're talking moderation, well, then it shouldn't affect you in the long run. If this is how you eat every single day of your life, okay, maybe learn how to cook a few things at home. But you know what? Yeah, I, I think even putting in a highly chemical-packed vegan burger once in a while is on par with being like, yeah, I feel like trash. I ate a little fast food. I wanted it. So what?
0: I'm also like totally kind of like I'm so intrigued by it. I'm I'm like I was like
1: I'll eat fucking vegan
0: fast food. I want to eat it. Like I don't know why. I'm just like yeah, put it in my belly. Um, I don't know why, but it's I just feel like it's like I can do this. No one will Cause, judge me
1: because it's um, it's 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 not the fast food that I feel terrible about. It's it's the creepy meat. I don't mm-hmm. want the creepy meats anymore. Got the creepy, you know? I don't want the creepy meats for sure,
0: <laughs> which is. <laughs> oh, that term's good. No. All right, let's move on to our next little story. This one's pretty fun. Uh, this story has been bopping around oh, yeah. on different uh, pages. This one is, there's a like a big BuzzFeed list about it. But this one's coming um, from, I don't know, News 18. I don't really know <laughs> where it's. It's a weird one. So, um, bartender wins the internet for simple move to safeguard woman at bar. So basically this woman, um, Laura Mata, and I think she actually writes for, uh, Lonely Island. I think she's like part of the production company. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. She tweeted this experience that she had when she was at a bar. The tweet is, um, was at a bar alone yesterday when the bartender said, Hey, check out this text for my sister. And then he showed her his phone and it said, do not, under any circumstance, get into a conversation with the guy sitting on your rights. <laughs> Damn. Ah. And she says, man, if you were in this position, do this. Um. So she was alone at the bar when the bartender was, you know, it's pretty discreet and then showed the text on the phone. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And the tweet went viral. Um, of course it would and then people are commenting left and right and being like this is so fucking amazing this bartender should win an award be medal given a medal um, just to I don't know premise it and who knows what the guy maybe it was just the guy that was like you don't want to talk to that guy he'll never stop talking to you like who knows what this guy what kind of creep this guy was
1: right because it's 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 a fine line where if someone hasn't been maybe they're like Only a few times before they're permanently banned from the bar, but it's not yet. If someone hasn't really done anything yet, you know, Mm -hmm. but if it just, here's what we're saying. If your bartender's reaching out like that, trust them. This person has exhibited behavior that they've been probably watching the past few times they've come in, or even if he's just watched this guy harassing or making women uncomfortable for the last three hours before Mm -hmm. you plopped down and sat there, so... Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think it has it's brought about all these uh different stories um of bartenders like having people's backs like across like the through you know the country like in the world and just being like hey like don't drink your drink somebody fucking put something in that drink or like I saw it happen or mm-hmm. don't like yeah this guy across the bar has been like eyeing you I need you to know like You know, this is, like, the great thing about, like, the show is that we hear amazing stories about, like, bartenders, like, coming to the rescue
1: over and over and over again. Well, kind of living by a code and understanding and Mm -hmm. actually having codes, you know, to let another bartender know that something, you know, is kind of going awry down at the end. Keep an eye. Like, do you need to intervene? You know, what it's bartenders are very smooth operators, as this title says, you know, this was a smooth move and it didn't enrage the problematic person because it was a very non-confrontational way to keep the woman from engaging with a cuckoo dude
0: (laughs) seriously what a fucking boss move yeah. So, so good. Um, I love stories like this. Do you guys have any stories like this? Do you guys do this? I just want to know. Are you guys headlines? Do you guys have also
1: headlines? Yeah. What do uh, you do at your bar? Or what have you seen, like, you know, the bartender at your place or your coworker. Like, what is your signature move for bailing people out of potentially uncomfortable or dangerous situations? Yeah, yeah.
0: I want to know. Um, and that's a good segue into our next mm-hmm. <laughs> ongoing segment. <laughs> Which is called server submitted a <laughs> store.
1: This is great. Um, so last week we talked with Lizzie Cooperman about being a dishy. We had a lot of fun, lots of laughs, and we got a lovely email in response to the dishwashing episode. So I'll read it now. Okay, here we go. I, too, was a denizen of the Dish District back in the day, honing my craft at a camp kitchen one summer, running a Hobart with a spray nozzle that could take down a seagull at 100 feet. Wow. (laughs) So three meals a day for 150 people with unbreakable Melmac dishes and scalding flatware that needed to be sorted and stored right out of the steaming mouth of the beast itself. (laughs) To this day, I can grab hot pan handles with no oven mitts. Wow. I, that part too, we didn't talk about when the silverware rack comes out, how yeah. that's a real fucking hot potato oh, situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So after a summer of no fingerprints and old man hands, I was off to college. This required money. So kitchen work seemed like a good fit. I worked in a small resto in Ontario, Canada. Town name withheld to protect me <laughs> <laughs> With a hipster menu And delusions of trendiness Each morning I would bust to school In the next town over, bust back And start my evening shift at 5pm Not sure how, how I pulled that off For two straight years, but hey I was 21 and knew where to find Semi-legal chemical assistance
0: <laughs> What is that? I, can't I know, I even was like
1: well, like diet pills, dude? Yeah, Anyways, yeah, yeah like mini things. <laughs> Anyway, it was a tiny kitchen, and while I did uh, did do some prep and basic stuff like making sauces and soup, hitting the local farmer's market for fresh vegetables, I spent most of my time scrubbing pots and running the Hobart. I wore combat boots, which I eventually had to throw away because who knew they could get mold on leather? Yikes. The biggest apron available would cover one of my Grateful Dead t-shirts and I wore a baseball cap because in the 80s, wearing my bandana would scare the white hairs coming in for the roast chicken into thinking that a crip was touching their foie gras. (laughs) Uh. But the coffee was free, end of the night, leftover meals were awesome and the chef would often send me home with an unfinished bottle of wine that was about to oxidize. I only had to clean the washrooms on the weekends and ladies... Your your bathroom is by far the worst But that's another horrifying Scatological story We might have to do Bathrooms part two Andrea Don't you think Oh part which, I mean part, it sh- there should the be duty Many parts Number two <laughs> Bathrooms Number two episode Okay and the boss paid above minimum wage with regular raises as I stayed longer. Thank God I never waited on customers as I developed a healthy hatred of humans from having to clear off the mysterious and scrotum-shriveling substances that would find their way onto their plates. Shortlist. Here we go. Broken teeth? <laughs> oh, God. A giant mound of chewed gum. Baby powder. Sunscreen. Pennies some kind of congealed blood or bodily discharge, vomit, dog poop, only once though, and a rancid breakfast sausage. We didn't serve sausages. (laughs) 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 Oh no, outside sausage. Um... I'm glad I did the work and the wait staff were saints who insisted on tipping me out every night despite uh, despite the boss not mandating it. It taught me what goes into a nice meal out and the amount of work and patience necessary to make a place really kick ass. Now, I tip a solid 30 percent these days and thank heavens I ended up in a career that pays me enough to let me tip like a lunatic celebrity once in a while. Mm. Added bonus, all the mysterious stuff on the plates mixed with all that soap and water seemed to make one of my Grateful Dead t-shirts indestructible. It's now 30 plus years old, soft as cashmere with nary a tear or hole. It is now my wife's favorite shirt as there's a lot more of me than there used to be. Aww. So in in summary, be nice to your dish pig. Put your busted teeth in the trash, okay? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Don't stuff your napkins in your coffee cup like an asshole. And for frick's sake, go to the hospital to get your infected wounds tended to, not a restaurant. Ladies, as always, your stories and laughter make my Fridays and Mondays worth the wait. Best. Mark in Toronto.
0: Oh my God. I love a, I love a Canadian yeah, listener yeah, story.
1: Yeah. Um, like like your dish in a restaurant is not the sanitation department like it's not trash collection day on Wednesdays right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you don't just empty cuz like we've said we see people they're like i'm going to clean out my bag and right. put it and put it on my plate at the restaurant yeah that's fucking crazy cuz we're trash collectors um yeah, yeah. so yeah that's yeah. you know i think especially like have some shame, have a little shame. If something embarrassing happened, it's like that's on you to kind of like hide it somewhere till you can leave the establishment and throw it away in an outdoor trash can.
0: <laughs> ah, I love that there was teeth. What were they serving at this place? Um, I mean that's, I mean, I know I don't think people, so, but they'd be You're like, the-
1: oh. You're the yeah. person who found a, a pill bottle with teeth in it I found in a, a pocket.
0: I did, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. At a at Burlington a, Coat Factory. No, it was a Marshall. It was a Marshalls. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was with uh our pal Shannon, uh Brooke, and we were in Chicago, and we were you know looking at purses in a Marshalls like ladies do. Oh yeah, baby. And. You know Shannon's like Oh this one looks really efficient And she's like Checking all the pockets And like Making sure everything Would be like Oh this could fit here And that could fit there I don't do stuff like that But she does God bless her And she pulls out Like a little A tube Like an Advil tube Like you know Like the little oh, travel the ones Oh the huh Yeah uh-huh. mm-hmm. And she's like weird And shakes it And we open it And there's fucking Human teeth in it <laughs> And we're like Ah like it was an insane moment in my life. I was like fucking gagged. I was like, I don't understand what's happening right now. Why? And like the assholes we are, we put the the human teeth in the little Advil bottle in one of the like uh, tethered, security tethered, very
1: expensive expensive purses. purses. Yeah, or like
0: put it in because she because Shannon's like, I still want to buy the bag.
1: <laughs> yeah, I to it's okay. Those um, teeth were contained. Yeah, they were, yeah just- they
0: were contained. They were totally contained. Everything's fine. And maybe, I mean, I don't. I haven't heard that the that the bag had a curse on it or anything like that. But um, yeah. So we put the teeth into the into the very expensive purse, and and then <laughs> and now now
1: we have the tail to tail. Oh my god! Someone someone like excitedly took home their discount Birkin bag, and we're like, whoa whoa what? Whoa what? What
0: what? Is like that wires was so expensive. There oh, they are. Oh yeah. boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Okay, so on to our next fun little uh story. This is you know from our fun the Reddit server life, which we we love Reddit server life. Um, we want to be a part of your world. That's
1: uh, I had to sing it like that because Disney would sue us if I sang the and, actual. And know, can I story. take a moment to remind you all how fucking funny the We Want Plates. Uh, subreddit is guys I just I just (laughs) shit my pants laughing the comment section is a comedy blood sport these people are so professionally funny and there are a lot of rules in these groups so like you can't be a jerk because moderators will kick you out so it's Uh like a lot of good behavior top shelf funny Responses. To I love this it. Just it's Bring so your A game. Bring your A game. I was like, I've been a professional comedian. I'm afraid to jump in here. These mm. people are good.
0: Um. So we're. You know, this is a fun little um advice for a new server Reddit. You know, yeah. Life. So, um. So, user Let's be friends 2002s puts as the subject line. Would working as a server improve your social skills? I've struggled all my life to make friends. Has anyone been in a similar situation but found great improvement from working as a server? <laughs>
1: Thanks. And Reddit uh, and Reddit responded. Era but
0: a can of millworms to make a fucking whopper. Here we go. Right. Um answers from Reddit. Yes, it can, and it could help you lose faith in humanity. Yeah. Right. But you'll have friends to have your right. no faith in humanity yeah. with, right? You'll all go down together. That's <laughs> amazing. Um serving made me doubt democracy. Another <laughs> person writes the amount of people incapable of reading a menu is staggering um which is it's true people uh just turn into big dumb idiots as we know the moment they uh are sat at a table or a booth
1: Yeah, and I would have to say that's not really on topic for can you make a friend or not, but it's just Mm -hmm, someone mm -hmm. letting you know. They're just like already waving the flag like you're thinking about working in a restaurant. You should know this. I just need friends. Uh, Another uh, bit of
0: advice coming at. Honestly, I think even seasoned servers still have awkward awkward moments at tables. Sometimes people say some weird shit. Uh, I'm prepared for a lot, but sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck to say right now also sometimes customers themselves are really awkward and introverted and make you feel awkward yourself so it's not always you (laughs) Uh, that's so fucking true energy they're energy vampire Mm -hmm. tables dude Mm -hmm. it's like it's hard when people are weird it's hard to be yourself that is a fucking fact um Here's another one. Depends on the restaurant or place. My first serving job was uh, catering at a formal event venue. I was so quiet at first. I couldn't even speak over the music. (laughs) My first couple of shifts were horrible. But within two years, I became the head server and they wanted to promote me into management. But I found another job better suited Uh, for my future goals that made, um, yeah, that job made me figure out how to use my voice, how to project the volume of it, how to speak to the kitchen and bartenders versus other waiters versus making goofy small talk with guests. Mm -hmm. It really broke me out of my shell. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to work there. Um, Yeah. And then I've worked in other restaurants, though, that really sucked and made me feel super inadequate and self-conscious because I didn't vibe with the staff attitude of the restaurant.
1: Yeah. And to be fair, like the question was sort of like, will it improve your social skills Mm -hmm. slash can you hopefully Mm -hmm. maybe make friends, Mm -hmm. widen your social circle? Um, And yeah, sometimes you will end up at the restaurant where you hope you can make a friend and everyone sucks. You're like, it's not me, I swear. But the whole staff is like, no. It's you. We decided two minutes ago.
0: I know. What the fuck? Those, I were, I definitely worked at a place like that. And I was like, everybody can fuck off. I'm the (laughs) fucking coolest, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll never know. Yeah. Shame on you. Now you won't know. I'm so fucking fun to work with. You don't even fucking know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then last bit of of advice on this is extrovert at work, 100% introvert
1: at home. Which, yeah. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. people don't think people don't stop to realize that you know your introversion and extroversion can be very like layered it's a whole spectrum where i'm actually very introverted but i have developed really good people skills and so to to kind of go off of this Uh, Question looking for advice like I think in some of the first few episodes of us doing side work I'm like man the minute I was forced to approach tables and talk to strangers more Mm -hmm. often than not like especially at a diner it'd be a group of like grumpy old men Um, you know where you're (laughs) learning how to talk to everyone get Mm -hmm. a rapport going. Uh, get you know suddenly I was like oh my god Like I'm I'm like getting off little one Lines and zingers I kind of realized It was like the beginning of realizing I could possibly do stand up comedy Aww, And talk and talk in front that. of a crowd Yeah right and just The the fearlessness Of, of like it is a job that Makes you approach people yeah. And then do a dance for the entire time They're in the restaurant so that you can Go home with a fucking paycheck it's Crazy
0: yeah, it's, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. But you also, and again, like you said, we all we've talked about is like uh, this entire three years we've been doing this show is like how our lives are better because we waited tables and bartended, you know? Yeah.
1: So to the person who wrote in asking for advice, I think you will come away with social skills that you'll be surprised how much they improve because you have to throw yourself into the same awkward situation every fucking shift multiple times a night over and over again. Like that's just like guaranteed getting your thousand hours and get mm-hmm. becoming a pro 10,000, um, 10,000, 10,000, mm-hmm. 10,000 hours. But, mm-hmm. um, thank you for, <laughs> no, no worries. Maybe that's why I'm not really good at anything. Cause I always thought it was only a thousand hours. <laughs> You're like, I should be a fucking pro. I've been doing this for so long. Really? Oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, And then as for the friend aspect, like, hey, what can I say? Uh, every restaurant's different and, you know. It's can be really yeah. tribal, and hopefully yeah. they let you into the tribe.
0: It's true. And and if you're – I hate to say this and sound like an asshole, but, like, don't be thirsty for it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, no one's going to, like, don't oversell that you're, like, lonely and need a friend. Just, like, let it happen organically, and then you'll make some of the best friends of your
1: life, probably. I think I, – think that is super solid advice, Andrea. (laughs) I love it. What do you guys think? You know, do you want to write in about this situation? Do you want to write in, you know, a little blurb with some more advice or your take on this? Uh, Otherwise, still more stories of anything and everything and or confessions are always most welcome. And you can send them to SideWorkPod at (laughs) gmail.com.
0: Sleeping Dogs now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery.
1: Well, you guys, as Andrea predicted, you have woken up today with a Cinco de Mayo hangover. <laughs> uh Andrea's right there in spirit with you. My hangover was is over now, if you guys are listening. <laughs> i'm so i'm so happy for you i woke up with a bad headache and had a rough morning and but i've i've been working my way out of uh what i call head and neck jail for mm. several hours mm. now but i like earlier today around 8 a.m i was like is today gonna be terrible i'm not sure and then uh we're we're good. We're good. We've been good for a bit now. I stretched, I did some physical therapy. Oh, good, good. I, I've actually been
0: doing um
1: three minute of neck
0: stretching and exercises every day now, too, to help, and it's been really nice. It's hey also y'all. to help the little the little hump I have developed on the my neck. I have a little I have a little hunchback.
1: You have a little dorsal fin that's a collapsed from being in cap captivity. Yeah. <laughs> That's your own joke
0: that I'm saying back. Joke. To. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to work out that hump. Um, speaking of humps to, to get over, um, it is Cinco de Mayo. Um today. it was. It, it was. Now. It's still. It was. I don't know. It is know now May 6. What's, w- what's happening? And it is and May 6. I got drunk for uh Star Wars Day. That's what I got <laughs> drunk for. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, and we we weren't necessarily going to do an episode on Cinco de Mayo, Cinco de Mayo, as you know, now (laughs) for white people who have co-opted it, it's Cinco Cinco de Mayo, mayo. Cinco de May, mayonnaise, white like mayonnaise Oh
0: my god, why
1: didn't I think of that myself years ago? I know, I think we've never fully wanted to cover it because it's an annoying holiday that's been fully co-opted yeah. By annoying white people who I think some of them usually are um, have racist sentiments toward actual Hispanic people like this one girl Mandy I know who I used to go to high school with <laughs> she's <laughs> really racist but loves to put on a sombrero on May 5th and 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 calls it Cinco de Drinko oh um, yeah yeah okay. and as we know you know if you if you work in a mexican restaurant or a place that like does kill your margaritas this is gonna be. you better I, you've been prepping limes for a week bitch mm-hmm. i'll tell you that much mm-hmm. you've been squeezing and prepping mm. lines, limes for a bit. But here's the thing, okay? <laughs> I was like, the warm weather
0: is coming. Like, this is what kicks off fruit fly season, is Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> it really
1: does. But here's here's the juice, babies. Here's, if, if you never knew, you know, like, we are not history experts. We mm-hmm. are bar mm-hmm. and <laughs> restaurant experts who are like, mm-hmm. this is an annoying holiday. Uh, Cinco de Mayo is not. Mexican Independence Day, popular misconception there, it commemorates a single battle. It was the Battle of Puebla during the Franco-Mexican War, Um, the Battle of Puebla Day, which is May 5th, and uh, it's a relatively minor holiday in Mexico. In the US, it evolved into a commemoration of Mexican culture and heritage. Mm-hmm. And TGI Fridays runs two for one shitty corn syrup margarita mix special. So um,
0: but it was celebrated in California since its inception. So since 1863, Cinco de Mayo was celebrated. In California since the beginning um, And in the first year Mexicans and Americans in the state Came together to mark the anniversary Of the Battle of P- Puebla Like we said And to use it to raise money And recruitment um To aid those still fighting Under the leadership of Juarez Against the French
1: Yeah And did any of us know this? Probably no. not Like I think a lot of people Celebrate it for the right reasons uh, People who just love to celebrate Because it's like Who doesn't fucking love A margarita and if Mm -hmm. we're gonna lean into that Fucking do it you know Mm -hmm. But it's one of those weird Ones where you're like I feel Again like It only caught On maybe that I Started paying attention like 15 Years ago tops Mm yeah, that sounds while right. I was while I was still waiting tables, it, I was like, it's what now? And I was like, no, we don't serve Margaritas here. This is a wine bar.
0: yeah, yeah because eventually like the the celebration and this was like in the you know into the 40s, like it became a festival for Mexicans and Mexican Americans across the country to um kind of develop like Mexican American civil rights movements um that did start in the 40s, you know, and activists started um pointing to Cinco de Mayo as a source of pride.
1: Right. Which I think I think that that part of it is awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. And then eventually the message got lost as so much shit does. Um, so I think that the Cinco de Mayo like that we know began to take off in the 70s and 80s. Because brewing companies began capitalizing on it As a way to like Appeal to consumers uh, Amid the rising popularity Of
1: Mexican restaurants Oh well I mean Don't worry Don't worry everybody Chipotle is celebrating (laughs) Cinco de Mayo today Watch Ah! out for their specials Oh Twitter is going crazy The house of The house of blues Is saying happy Hashtag Cinco de Mayo Celebrate with a refresh margarita at the House of Blues oh, restaurant God. and bar. Oh, man. At TGI Friday says. Cinco oh, Mayo. A day filled with margaritas, quesadillas, tequila sunrises, and tacos? Count us. tequila
0: Sunrises? What the fuck? Oh, man. Dub-dubs. <laughs> That's a dub-dubs. Trub's trub's. Um, so by the 90s is when most of the public discourse about the day had been refocused on fucking beer and tequila and Mexican food. And that's basically when it all went very south of the border. Um I just made that joke. I know but, I was like, well let me see what Taco um... Bell's tweeting about Cinco de Mayo today.
1: Um because like, you know, it, the thing again too, it's like I want these things all day every day. This mm-hmm. past weekend, you know, um Sean Sean and I woke up and we were both in a mood like, we want to go to either like El Compadre or Cholo or like mm-hmm. one of these places that just does where you're like, I'm in a cantina style restaurant. Mm-hmm. There's beautiful tile everywhere. Mm-hmm. Hopefully there's going to be some live, beautiful like mariachi music later mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. And I want a warm basket of refillable chips and I want to slam <laughs> a combo plate. And we did it. And I got a margarita that was like basically in a fishbowl and it was so fun. Yeah, I just crave that. All fucking year yeah, round. Yeah, if every you guys day?
0: know anything about Brooke, when you first meet Brooke, Brooke just wants to eat Mexican food and sh- eat chips and salsa, and I do. it's it's really. Um, some of my fondest memories are of us, and that's what we would. Go- I mean, it was always Mexican, hands down. Like that's what we would get.
1: Um, so many do- fun memories, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and honestly, there's like such a vibe. Like it makes me ac- actually want to ask. If anyone's worked in traditional Mexican restaurants, I feel like this is a life experience that I'm very much, I mean, and also let's be honest, if you're working in a restaurant, it's going to be a traditional Hispanic experience because your kitchen staff and your coworkers, everyone who makes restaurants great are like, culturally going to be represented all the time um but i'm talking about specifically did you work at either a really cool one a good one or like a cheese dick place like la cheese dick, <laughs> which is still gonna
0: be pretty goddamn good at the end of the day um there's this crazy place down the street for me called salsa and beer that is like one of the most insane mexican restaurants i've ever been to and it's really delicious and it's just like uh, there the food comes out so quick that's like how busy they are they're just like they just they're just like yeah we know you we, they just have like a vat of fajitas sizzling like ready
1: to go like at any second
0: Ooh. um because
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, we were driving winnie out to get dental surgery in northridge that's where ah. the other one is
0: yeah yeah there's one out you guys went to fucking northridge i thought there's one in Reseda. It's Reseda, but it's -hmm. it's
1: Northridge. It's technically Northridge. Oh, it's like, got it, got it. Right on the border there. But we were like, oh, my God, another salsa and beer.
0: That one's not as good. I'm just going to say it right now. Um, And they don't serve. They don't have a hard liquor license, so you can't um, get margaritas there. Oh, never mind. (laughs) Never going to that one. Um, It's so funny I love that we're just like Here's the history of Cinco de Mayo And now we're just talking about Delicious Mexican
1: food Because I'm hungover And that's what's happening In my life right now Well if this makes your mouth water Even more Apparently Culturally You know if you want to do Cinco de Mayo right um, It's not really about the tacos And the margaritas The traditional dish Eaten to celebrate In the town of Puebla On this holiday Is a Beautiful Mole Poblano Mm. Mm. So That would kick your ass right out of a hangover so fast. Oh, I know. Fucking- I want it.
0: I, I. Yeah, that's good. But um we also, you know, we know Cinco de Mayo is happening today, but it's also Mother's Day weekend. And so we just want to, I don't know why there's been like back-to-back crazy fucking... Holidays On, paired with other holidays. What what was Super Bowl and what, what was the? AM? It was
1: Super Bowl and Valentine's Day yeah. this year too.
0: And now we are to Mayo
1: Mother's Day Mother's colliding. Day. Well, and now, and now it's getting so obnoxious because it's like. Star Wars, may the fourth be with you. Cinco de Mayo. Mm -hmm. And then now let's go make mother happy. And it's like (laughs) it's it's a real whirlwind for servers is what we're trying to say. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot to unpack there.
0: Hopefully your mom is a Star Wars fan and also a fan of margaritas. And (laughs) um, yeah, and the preservation of Mexican and Mexican American culture. Um, and then the, it's a big win. And you knock it out of the park if that's who your
1: mom is and that's her vibe. Yeah, I'm curious too. Like, you know, we've we've done episodes about Mother's Day, brunch, brunch in general. Um, I don't know what to say. It's like, it's too hot to handle, man. It's it's too scary <laughs> to get into where you're just like. For fuck's sake, I I honestly am like, give me a New Year's Eve shift. Give I'll even say give me Valentine's I know, Day. Mother's I know. Day brunch. It's too oh, much pressure. It's way too much pressure. No. Everybody's oh. in a bad, weird
0: mood about like impressing their mom, or they're just have mom issues and then they, they don't like the day. There's a lot, there's a lot happening.
1: There's a lot going on. A lot of mommy issues come out to the forefront. And um, it's just it's just a rough one. we we want to hear from you. Did you have to work it? Did you work any of these crazy uh, fucking holidays this week? And how did you handle it? You know, how did you
0: guys do? How, how are you guys doing? Everybody doing? good? Uh, that's amazing. Well, I don't know. I think that about wraps her up for the day. We just wanted to do a touch. Just touch on the things. Make check in with you guys. Make sure you have a little history. It's almost like we did like almost like a little single Mayo add on for the show for you guys. We, I'm not going to sell, you know,
1: we kind of did. You we kind of did. And Andrea's did. a little hungover. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a little hungover. Blame um,
0: me, guys. This is all my fault. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and our guest didn't show up, so we're uh-huh. winging it.
0: And so yeah, we did. We did. There is there was. We did. We had to um... pivot. We <laughs> Brian's just Brian's just like doing the stretch motion with his hands in the back.
1: He's just been. <laughs> well, uh, it is funny because we were like we had a totally different topic, and we're like, well, it is like a fucking vortex of insanity happening in the service industry this week. Uh-huh, so we can uh-huh. we can at least acknowledge what you just went through uh-uh. or are about to go through, and just tell you once and for all, Godspeed and good tips, and we'll be back with a with a normal, a more normy episode next week. Totally,
0: <laughs> adios, muchachos